0: To
1: start off the week. Oh boy. A little bit of smack wagon. Wonder the who that's. wagon's
0: be. already warmed up. We haven't even started yet. We haven't even started. Oh boy. Well, I think this is a good idea, Ron, because you need to fill that smack wagon up to the brim. Cause there's gonna be a shit ton of people getting run over today. But the number one guy is Matt Nagy. Run his ass over and out of town.
1: a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. Sports, sports,
0: sports, 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 sports. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays.
1: Bring it in your face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond.
0: And govers! Ah! And listen in to find out who will get run over by this week's smackwagon. Uh-huh. All that and more coming at you on this week's
1: episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L.V. Wrights and Timothy T. Dog wiltberger At least we made history today. Right? We made history? Isn't that positive? Is something positive to think about?
0: You know, make history, being one of the worst offensive showings in the history of the NFL and literally the second-worst yards per play this century.
1: That's, That's history for you. Oh, it's That's very history ugly. for
0: you. Oh, complete ugly. Holy crap. I think it's a good thing that uh, Devontae Adams got me all those points because he just got leveled in the Packer game. I mean, just completely leveled. He might be dead. <laughs>
1: You've heard it here. Monday Breaking morning news. couch potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude,
0: what the hell happened today? We were so excited about uh, Justin Fields'
1: first game of the year. Were we? We didn't expect him to play this today. Well, but he did. But he did.
0: Oh, my God. I don't even know where to begin, man. Do we want? My, we might as well begin with the Bears. You know, you started the show off with him getting with the smack wagon. Yeah. Matt Nagy, he he, he needs to be run over, because I, I that was just an unbelievably disgusting showing. And this is a guy that was supposed to be brought to Chicago as an offensive genius, mm-hmm. right? Quarterback whisperer, whatever I think you called him that before, and he just
1: shit the bed today. Terrible game plan. Ugh. Well, it's not, it's not definitely not the quarterback's fault. No, no. I mean, you know what? And I was
0: uh, reading up a little bit about some of the reactions, um, some of the reactions to, to the game. And uh, I think it was a uh, uh, former uh, lineman, Alex Brown. You remember Alex Brown? Yeah. Number 96 yep. on the defensive line for the Chicago Bears. Yes. Um, you know, he he actually brought it up that the the big problem is that every week we we keep hearing about Nagy saying, you know, yeah, we got to go back to the tape, we got to figure out what we're doing wrong, got to go back to the tape, got to go back to the tape. But what does that mean? That means, you know, what's the probably the biggest? You, you just look at the the beginning of the second half, right? We were in the game, ten to three. We're only down by a touchdown. We get yeah. the ball back. Yeah. I remember you even asking me, do we get the ball in the second half? Yep, we do. All right. This guy cannot make halftime adjustments, Mm-mm. and that's Alex Brown's. Like that's his freaking problem right there. There's no adjustment during the game. You've got to be able to do that because making adjustments after you watch the tape three days after the game that doesn't do shit for that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So you watch the, just you watch the tape all you want, but you got to be able to make that halftime adjustment and go out there with some <clears throat> kind of game plan that's gonna now. Oh. Maybe he did Absolutely. make Hey, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that he made some kind of halftime adjustment. The problem was he has no offensive line um, to save him. God, the
0: tackle. You, today. Almost, the feel like tackles, you almost feel like you almost
1: feel like you should have just even though he's a he's a rook, should have just benched um bench fields, throw Nick Folds in there, let him get his ass handed to him. And you don't the defense, there's no uh, like um the defensive uh, linemen, the defensive coaches—I mean, there's there's no protection. There's no chip. There's you have you have qu- some really big tight ends, and they can't even. I mean, Miles Garrett was an absolute beast today. There, at TD. oh Jesus! Well,
0: he was going against Jason Peters, who was terrible, and you know, as bad as Peters was today, Fetty might have been worse. Yeah, with the penalties and the revolving door on the right side, so. I mean, it is, it's just sickening to see how bad. And, and realistically, you are, you, you might be right. We're in the position where we're going to get our franchise, potential franchise quarterback freaking killed. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's brutal. And he, and that's the halftime adjustment that wasn't done. He didn't, you know, he never called any plays to move the pocket or any of that. I mean, that's what really drove me crazy about this. You know, with
1: Fields under center,
0: it didn't seem like there was a plan. No, it was, you know? it was just
1: like, let's just go out there and play a little jungle ball.
0: Right. Just, I mean, and, and and again, dude, I get it. Fields is a rookie. Rookies are going to struggle. All right. They come out there. They're going to struggle. This is what happens. I mean, you look at there's a lot of great quarterbacks that have struggled. Eli Manning, I think, through less than 40 or completed less than 40 percent of his passes in his first, like, four or five games. <laughs> I mean, he was, you know one touchdown, six interceptions or something crazy like that. Okay. And here's a guy who's won two Super Bowls and is probably a hall of famer, right? Look at what Zach Wilson did four interceptions earlier this year. So, so it's going to happen, but in this particular situation, you know, you think about, you know, all the, the questions that came out of this game for me, the running game. Yeah. David Montgomery had 10 carries. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that, That's not going to help them win games. Um, The decision to just keep having Fields sit in that pocket and try to figure out, you know, no bootlegs, no movement of the pocket, try to, especially in the second half when you knew the Browns were going to be pinning their ears back and coming after them, Mm -hmm. you know, and he just keeps them in the pocket, you know, lets them just get freaking buried in there. And wasn't the point of Fields is so we could have some mobility, we could do some exciting and different things with the offense versus just sending our, our slot receiver and our tight end five yards and having them spin around. Well, Dude, it uh, was... as sickening. we were,
1: You're were absolutely right. And as we were watching the game, I, I remember talking to you and just saying, this feels like a Trubitsky game plan. Yeah. It seemed... It just didn't look like himself. Like Fields. Even, even all the preseason snaps that he had, even the last two games, at, at least he felt like he was going to do something. Like he threw a pass... It was like, okay, let we can't go further than five yards. Let's not... Th- you can. You can move him out of the pocket, too. As yeah. a matter of fact, uh, allow for him to make an audible. There's times that he could have made an, an audible, now that could have been a rookie mistake. But look at these numbers. Let me just throw them out at you there, T-Dog. Oh, God. What? Six of 20. He only had 20 attempts throughout the whole game, number one. Well... Technically twenty nine,
0: because <laughs> he was sacked nine times.
1: Yeah, six <laughs> so. of twenty for sixty eight yards. That sometimes that's up a, a quarter. Those yards, just mm-hmm. saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. David Montgomery ten for thirty four yards. Justin Fields was the other rusher. Three carry three carries for twelve yards. I mean, well, here's no, I've got you, and here's the here was you the targeted, difference for me. You, hold on, you targeted Goodwin once, you targeted Graham once, Mooney, Cole, Comet, Montgomery, all had four targets, and Alan Robinson had six, and he only caught two. And the only reason why we're calling targets because he was just throwing out He was just throwing. Like it, you're you're absolutely right, man. I uh, watching the game today has been. Very frustrating. Now, I had the Bears for a loss today, so I'm not too concerned about that. But what I am concerned about is you felt like the team had a chance to make something happen in that in the beginning of the third par- third quarter. And it just was like the same thing over and over and over again. How many times does the quarterback need to be sacked by the same player before you as a head coach or maybe your defensive coach sits there and says maybe we should throw a tight end and just do a little chip on him maybe we should double team him how about that and see if something. somebody else can beat the our other guys something
0: right change it up do something different that's exactly what i was talking about and you bring up that opening drive of the of the second half i mean in the first the first half numbers were completely one sided right mm-hmm the Browns had 224 total yards of the Bears, 441. The Bears only ran 16 plays in that first half. They had eight passing yards, 33 rushing yards, right? So you figure, okay, you go into that halftime locker room, you get you, you with your coaches, what are we going to do differently? How are we going to stop Miles Garrett? How are we going to get some, to get uh, Fields some more opportunity and not have him just getting pummeled back there? And what did the second half show us? Well, that opening drive, so two incompletions. And again, these were just... These five-yard curl and dumps. Those are the most vanilla play calls in the NFL. And NFL defenses aren't going to fall for that shit. They're just not. Both incomplete. And then what happens? He gets sacked. Three and out right off the bat. No chance to start gaining some rhythm or some momentum or anything else. And the second half, Ron, which is when good and great coaches adjust to get better. The Bears had six drives in the second half. Okay. Take away the field goal drive. And this is what they had three plays minus eight yards, three plays minus one yard, four plays nine yards, three plays minus 12 yards, five plays minus four yards. If you can't do math, that's 18 plays minus 16 freaking yards. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's just the, just, that's vomitous, dude. It's ridiculous. And that field goal drive, the vast majority of the yardage was the was the somewhat ticky tack questionable pass interference call against oh, yeah. and against A Rob. <laughs> so take that away, dude. Oh my God. They had maybe maybe what twenty yards or something in the in that second half. So I mean, they finished yeah, like I said, you'd figure they'd get better. Yeah. They finished with six total yards in the second half, including minus seven passing. (laughs) It was just, it was, it was unbelievable. Totally unbelievable. This, uh, you know, and I started, of course, you know, as bad as the offense was doing, I started looking, um, you know, at what's some legendary bad games, right? And there was a game that stood out as one of the worst offensive showings in history, and that was when the Rams beat the Seattle way back in 1979. (laughs) All right, I think you were still wetting the bed and playing with Barbies in 1979, right? I had Barbies. Twenty-four to nothing win, but that's understandable. Twenty-four nothing win by the Rams, and they outgained the Saints four hundred and seventy-five to negative seven. This game almost felt like that. Yeah. And you think about that, you're like, oh my gosh, minus seven. The Bears were only 40 yards away from that. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Seattle had minus 30 yards passing in the game. The Bears had one, one single passing yard. Are you kidding me? I mean, it was just, it was sickening. And the Bears defense actually played well, don't you think? In the first half anyway. I'm mean, sure. Yeah.
1: They, I mean they had five sacks as a team. Yeah. And well, actually I mean, they, some of the ones some of the guys that we knocked were playing pretty damn good, actually, surprisingly. Well, Qu-
0: well, Quinn, definitely. I mean, you look at that first half in the first four possessions, the first four possessions for the um for the Browns, two turnover on downs, one punt and one field goal. 140 total yards or something like that, I think they had. That's not bad. Now that was before they gave up the long touchdown drive there at the end of the half. Not bad. But there was a two to one time of possession advantage that the Browns had, so the Bears' defense was what Ron? They were freaking tired. Yeah, they were. They were tired. exhausted. And you know what happens is you guys, guys aren't getting pressure up front anymore. They're getting beat on the line, and you know you need an, you need a chance to let your defense get their win back. Yeah, uh, no, so, I, I agree. Uh,
1: and what's crazy is the offense wasn't out there that long, that you would almost think that the offense was out there the majority of the time because Peters looked so slow and granted he was retired and you know i don't know why they think that this guy is going to be this you know the savior for them but what what doesn't make sense for me offensively is you know you have peters on the left side you have miles garrett right to his left there's no other defensive player on the left of peters and for some reason he just looks to the right like almost like double teaming the wrong guy he just had no idea who to get? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but Garrett's the guy you got to go after. He had four and a half sacks because you didn't go after him. And even if... Because the pressure was so great, even when, even if Fields had time to throw the ball, which he didn't, you're still looking at, you know, three, four seconds before he's has some kind of pressure. It's not like he had five, ten seconds... Twelve seconds sitting back there, bouncing on his toes, looking out there like who can I hit as they're open. He had no time to throw, and then when he was throwing, he was throwing in two seconds, maybe two and a half seconds, just so he doesn't get the pressure. The ball's going to come out late or not in the right spot that it needed to be. Now, if Grant, if if I have not listened to post game, you know, report with Nagy. But if he sits there and says, well, we had a pretty good game plan because, uh, you know, Fields didn't throw an interception, then I'm just going to, you know, strangle the dude. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, he completely, whatever game plan he may have had, and usually Nagy's pretty good for those first 15 plays of the game. He was good with Trubisky. He can get the first, generally the first drive, the first two drives they were already planned out and they already had it figured out it's pretty simple and and it just seemed like well let's just let's just let him throw let's just let him throw i mean even thinking about it you know the the 20 attempts that could be done in in a half let alone a game
0: yeah well i mean but that doesn't matter if you're not completing the passes and or you're getting sacked every other play. No, I I get it. That's Why you don't see a lot of attempts. I mean, the, the offense only held the ball for 20 minutes.
1: My point though, is is you got, you, you got to, here's how you build some confidence in your rookie quarterback. And it's a good thing. I'm a Monday morning couch potato.
0: That's one fat potato. That's
1: right. But this is the reason you, you run the ball just a little bit. Even if he gains two to four yards, your second down, maybe you run again. Maybe you, then you have short yardage for third down. But it, there was never a game plan for it. There was never a game plan. There couldn't have been a game plan developed. And at what point, though, Tim, let me ask you this. At what point, if there was a game plan, did it all go to shit? At what point did they're like, we got to abandon this game plan because it's not working out? It felt like they went into halftime and they said, okay, game plan sucked, but we're going to continue on. We don't really have an adjustment to make. We're just going to go out there and do exactly what we were doing in the first half. That's what I said. But at what point, though? That's exactly what I said. What was the game plan? (laughs) I don't think, and that's the problem.
0: That's the problem, Ron. I don't think Nagy has it in him. You know, I mean, shit, you go, like, Kevin was showing me stuff on Reddit where people were saying he, he purposely, he sabotaged the game plan. So that he could get Andy, Dal- Andy Dalton back in there, okay? Which is obviously not true, but yeah. considering how they looked, it, it, okay, there's a conspiracy investigation that probably should be done there. I mean, he's just—it was all his calling was way too conservative. He didn't give. It's almost as if he is afraid to let Justin Fields spread his wings, and you know, it's it's something we. It's to your point. It is something we saw similar with Trubisky. His his ability to make plays on the run and to, you know, use his legs. That's when the bears were successful. That's the only time they've had off. It's the only time Nagy has had offensive success is when they opened it up Mm -hmm. with Trubisky and gave him an opportunity to use his legs. Now you literally have somebody who has potentially, or, you know, on, on paper has way more talent in the legs department than Trubisky does. And you're not utilizing it. I don't. And again, We almost have to think of. We almost are at a point right now where you have to think of it as he just can't do it. We just Nagy just cannot do it. It, It's he just can't. He's proven it. I mean, you've been here now for four seasons and you have proven nothing other than your offenses are not as good as everybody says they're supposed to be. And I get it. A lot of that falls on pace and building this team and putting it together. Now, granted, they didn't bank on Tevin Jenkins being injured. But at the same time... That's not your savior, though. No, but that's my point. At the same time, you don't know that that... You know, he was even going to pan out the way that he is. And then Larry Borum gets hurt, and you've got, you know, you're starting to put this patchwork offensive line together, which is the same thing that happened to us last year. We talked about this when we were in the draft podcast. All right? A successful team... Yes, you need a good quarterback, but the rest of it is built in the trenches. Your offensive and defensive line, your ability to create pressure and your ability to stop pressure up front. That's where you create a championship team. And I'm sorry, but Ryan Pace has not done enough in that department. Certainly on the offensive side of the ball. He's made some decent acquisitions. You know, and some decent tra- uh, draft picks. You know, Cody White here was a nice pick. Daniel's a good, good, good lineman. But it's not there are no home runs on that offensive line, and you need that. Any yeah. any championship team you look at, they've got at least one, if not two, stud offensive linemen that are helping anchor yeah. and keep that quarterback off his ass.
1: And the problem it's is just they had no ready. cap space this offseason to try to even bring people somebody in. That's but again be that's worth. pace. That falls on pace. So, so at the end of the day, what are you telling me? Naggy pace, what do they got to do? Well, I will say that
0: just overall, what I got out of this game is there were certainly a few highlights. One of those being somebody that I've been bashing last year. And I know he was hurt. I know he had been dealing with injuries last year, but regardless, the money we paid for Robert Quinn, you know, he was brutal, but he has stepped it up. There's no question. And today, you know, I wasn't sure if, you know, this was an issue with uh, the left tackle. Um, I think his name is Wilkes, or, or I believe that's his name. I know he's dealing with some ankle injuries himself. Um, But to see him come out and play so well, um, yeah, Jarek Wills actually is his name. And he's got four sacks now this season, right? He yeah. was... It, he was just all over the place today, and he's very fast, right? I was messaging the boys again, and you know Chuck brought up the fact that he's very, very fast. That's his bread and butter is a speed. And last year he had some injuries, no question. But so he's got four sacks a season. And he's getting after the quarterback, and it's good to see. Call Khalil Mack's name today. I think he had a couple of sacks. I know he was injured, um, but yeah. he was in there as well, causing. So
1: they were doing it, but like you said, like I said earlier, they just sort of ran out of gas.
0: Ran out of uh, gas
1: to... on the on the field too long, and you know yeah. they some of those some missed tackles again. <sighs> so sick of seeing yeah. them not make a tackle. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: Eddie Jackson again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eddie Jackson, he absolutely needed to make that play. And just when you thought he's starting to get together and he's starting to hear the rumblings, he had a solid, pretty solid outing last week. Even though he had a couple of misses, right? Forced a turnover. I know we said some good things about him last week. He got back to his where he yeah. can't wrap up. Freaking people! He can't wrap him up and make a tackle. My gosh! You know, and he's in—he's virtually invisible in the passing game. So I mean, so far he's just failing to help in coverage. He's not getting there quick enough. It's almost as if he's—I don't know if it's a skill issue or if it's a will issue. I mean, this is a guy who was arguably going to be one of the best safeties in football. Yeah, and he—you know—so I don't know. It's—it's it's frustrating. You ask me what I think. We need. We need to bring somebody in here that has a proven track record with the type of quarterback that Justin Fields is. I don't know who that is, but they need to bring somebody in that can take what, you know, with this particular quarterback and figure out a way to make him successful based on his abilities and what they see with him. And I don't think Matt Nagy's that guy. And we also need somebody who can build, you know, you basically have, what, a four-year window A four to five year window with Justin Fields to where you're going to have, you know, you're going to need to put some pieces around him. Somebody needs to come in and really bring together some good offensive pieces on starting with that offensive line. And it's got to happen. So if, if this, if I were the McCaskies right now, there's no question. Both of those guys are gone at the end of the year period. And that's, I mean, I, I know I can't. I'm not going to sit here and say, and that's even if they come back and make the playoffs. I can't. I, so far, I have not seen enough from Nagy over the last, you know, the the years that he's had here, that would suggest that he does have the right intelligence to make a quarterback great. I just haven't seen it. So
1: yeah, they gotta go. Well, gotta go. Gotta go. This just in. Straight, oh yeah. Straight from Chicago, my friend. He's got a goal. <laughs> there you go.
0: Breaking he news.
1: No, <laughs> he needs to be.
0: I was hoping you were going to say you were like on ESPN.com and they said he was fired.
1: That would be great. But I guess, I guess that's not the and case. And then who would you pull in? I, 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 I could have Here's us. my thing. A, at halftime, they should have at least pulled put folds in. Just been done with it. Yeah, had a shitty first and second qu- uh, quarter. Throw folds in. See if he can do anything at all. Probably not. But chalk it up as, yeah, this was not the best time to start fields, especially against this defense. Uh, tip t- my hat. I'm not knocking uh Cleveland at all. They are a contending team. Uh, they are. Uh, ranked to win their division, so it it's it was nice that we were. It was close, but as you were saying, T Dog, you know, don't give them too much uh, time because they're gonna they're gonna tear you up, and
0: they did. Well, I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be at next week's game, which I'm, right now on paper would seem like is our only opportunity to possibly win a game. Um, against the Detroit Lions, which that team has to be on suicide watch tonight. Did you see the ending of that game? I did not. Unbelievable. Okay.
1: Oh, that's right. That, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I didn't the, see it. I heard about it. We were talking about it. Fill, yeah. fill in our listeners for the ones that weren't listening to, to well, the Lions. Well, hopefully our hopefully our potato heads
0: uh, did see this, but the, the Ravens w- were facing 4th and 19, and I want to say they were somewhere around their 15-yard line. Okay, and just mere seconds left. All right, and the um, at that point in the game, there was a ninety nine point nine percent chance that the Lions were going to win that game. Okay, so what happens? Lamar Jackson throws a great deep ball right down the left side of the field to set up um, a potential game winning kick, but they wanted to try to get. A few more yards because it was like a sixty-six yard kick. Okay. So what does he do? He throws an out pass and it's incomplete. So now there's like two seconds left. So now they have to kick it. But what you what I'm you're not knowing is that they actually had a delay of game that the that the referees missed. It was like really? and it wasn't just like a close one, it was like two to three <laughs> seconds went by. And the, again, the only thing I could think of is maybe the the clock on the field was wrong. But everybody, the you know, the, not the announcers, but you know, after afterward, you know, lo, you're listening to the post game reports and everything else. They said it was a missed call. I mean, they missed a delay game, which would have pushed pushed it back to like a seventy one yarder, right? Yeah. Had they got it right, which at that point they probably would have never, um, they probably would have never uh, made the or attempted no. the kick. Yeah, it would have right? been
1: a hail mary. Yeah.
0: So it's like, all right, you got Tucker in there. He's a surefire Hall of Famer, 66-yarder, longest in history, bounces off the upright and goes through for the win. The That's how the Lions lose the football and, game. This is the same Lions team that lost to the Bears when Calvin Johnson's pass was ruled ineligible because of the quote-unquote continuation, which was also a crack of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know how you survive life as a Lions fan. It's, it's just brutal. And then... What even has to be even more heartbreaking for this, for this organization is you've got your quarterback of, what, 11, 10, 11 seasons is now finding phenomenal success with the Los Angeles Rams, who very well could be on their way to Super Bowl contention this year. So you're watching Safford light it up over there, and you are just continuing to have
1: just horrible loss after horrible loss. Let me bring this in. Let me bring this in. Just listen. Right. You you may not be able to hear this, but let me just play this. Okay. 95 main field goals in this career. From 50. Oh, that was from 56. I thought that was, did you hear that at all? No. Okay. But, Cause I'm, I'm prepping and I'm going to get the, the kick. What I mean, gonna...
0: it was, yeah, I mean, it's just, and so, but like the point I was just trying to make is it was just so heartbreaking. Yes, the Bears had just some bad, bad football today, but there were some exciting games and that was definitely one of them. So, and now we do have some other breaking news. You don't have to play the music, but we do have some breaking news for our Monday morning couch potato fans, um, especially our bear fans. The Packers are now losing to the 49ers, twenty-eight to twenty-seven. I could
1: have played the breaking news. in the fourth.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's no big deal. So hopefully, Aaron Rodgers can't lead them back. They have no timeouts. There's thirty-seven seconds left. So hopefully, it's going to be a Packers loss. It's going to be nice to see them fall to one and two, which would mean I think we're still tied for first place in the NFC Central or
1: NFC North. Wow, Central. that would be pretty big.
0: But there you go. So, but yeah, Baltimore. That was a big game. I don't know if he. Do you have the the clip that you want to pl- play I, I do.
1: I no, no. I do. I just was trying to find a way so you can hear it as well. Oh, I don't care about that. Oh, you it's don't. Fine. Okay. So let me yeah. go ahead and bring that in. Hold on one second there. Bring it in right now. Crowd is going nuts. Just happened, Greg. There you go. The the announcers like, did that just happen, Greg? Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. It was
0: it was unbelievable. And it was it was some great football that happened today. Um, which you know, you you just look at some of the other games that were out there today. Um, Arizona coming back and beating Jacksonville after the Jaguars looked like they were gonna pull an upset. You had some upsets today, too. Um, you know, obviously Detroit tried, but they couldn't make that one happen. Um, the Rams game was obviously a big game, but you see, um, uh, who was it? We did have an upset today. New Orleans beat new England. Uh, Buffalo crushed Washington. I thought we had some upsets today, but I guess it wasn't anything major. Yeah. Um, but, but the Raiders, you know, let's talk Raiders real quick, man. Let's get yeah. off the Bears because they're just making you depressed. The Raiders, Absolutely. that was also an, an incredible win, and it was the first time they've started 3-0 in, like, 19 seasons. Yeah, it's been a long time. This is the real deal. Derek Carr is the real deal, man. And, and you know, big day today by Peyton Barber, you know, from uh, running the football over 100 yards, rushing and a touchdown.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, Derek Carr, three hundred and eighty six yards and a couple of touchdowns, just it was a it was a really great performance all across the board. Defensively, they had a couple of sacks. I know Quentin Jefferson had one. Denzel Perriman was all over the field today. I mean he was just a, yeah, he looked a great. You know, big time. Oh yeah. And, you know, in that ending was just uh it was just to see, you know, Jacoby Brissett come down and just lead Miami to that late touchdown and the two-point conversion to tie it up and then to lose in overtime was just obviously super deflating. Um, well, I was, just you know, thinking, I was thinking of
1: last year. You know, yeah. um, Double T wasn't doing a great job last year and and Fitzmagic had to come in and uh, drive down for the, for the game winner last year. Yeah. Miami took it to the house by one point. And then here we are again, and you know what's crazy is they had an opportunity, uh, Raiders had an opportunity to close it out. Uh, They were up by three with, I don't know, 35 seconds left or something, and they had them at fourth and 20, fourth and 20 at like the 20-yard line, and they, you know, uh, Jacoby just looked amazing as far as getting those, you know, those throws out, and uh, drove the drove the team down and kicked the field goal tied up 28-28. What's interesting though, it does go into um, it does go into overtime. Actually, it wasn't 28-28, it was 20 what? 5, 25? Yeah. 20, 25 to 25, yeah. And then they both, they kicked, yeah, but they both goals, kicked Yeah, they both kicked field goals, which, you know, honestly, you needed for your fantasy football by the way. You needed every one of those <laughs> kicks, just saying. Well, yeah. But, and 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 think about that fantasy football.
0: You know, Steve said I should have got the smack wagon because I started Justin Fields today. Oh, did he now? I started Justin Fields, and I still... Over Stafford, by the way. Over Stafford. Stafford had 30 points. That's a big, ballsy move. That is a ballsy move, and I still crushed 150. As a matter of fact, I think I may end up with the most points this week. I'm at 157. I don't think anybody's going to get to that. Not unless... Yeah, I don't see that happening unless Jalen Hurts you know, an Ezekiel Elliott crush for Brando. yeah. And they each have like 35 points apiece. I mean, so for as bad as that decision was to me to start Justin Fields, I had big games. I mean, all the players that I had out there today, other than Kyle Pitts, which that guy is the Pitts. He's got to go. Nah, he's, I'm, he's gone.
1: On your team, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. But 27 points for Rob for uh, Justin Jefferson, another 30 for Cooper Cup. Devontae Adams just finished with. Thirty-one points, twelve catches, a buck thirty-two and a touchdown uh, for the for the Packers. Thirty. So uh, you had two players close to thirty points. Three players. I had, I had two over thirty, and I had one with twenty-six point eight, and that was Justin Jefferson. And I, I I haven't had him in this season. I got him in because it was at home against Seattle. Cousins is really starting to light it up. He's starting to play pretty well. Um, Jamar Chase. I had him on the bench, and he scored a couple of touchdowns today. Sixty-five yards, twenty-two points. Um, but, you know, I was – and this is – and the guy I was playing against had Herbert in there, right? He had 30 – and he had over 30 points. He had four touchdown passes today. Yeah. So you would have thought his quarterback has over 30. Mine doesn't even have four. Doesn't even have four, four points at a quarterback position, and I still crush. But he just – he did not get a, get, a lot, get a lot of production out of his wide receivers today. You
1: know, Godwin had a touchdown for him, but Tyler Lockett was nowhere to be found in that Seattle game. Um, I love how you just transitioned right into fantasy football. We got to finish up on Las Vegas, though, buddy.
0: You did say fantasy football, so that's what made I me think of it. I
1: happened to mention that you needed the kicker in every bit of it. That's all I said. Whatever. And then you wanted to go on bragging about your team. Yeah, the first. Yeah, you're 0-2, T-Dog. Let's just make that no, very clear. I'm 1-2, Oh, Dickweed. Right now. Thank you. Oh, guess what? Breaking news. Packers win 30 to 28. Yeah, I know. I just watched it and I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Jesus, oh, I hate the Packers. So they have two wins now? Yes.
0: Yep. First place Packers, of course,
1: right? There so getting you go. getting back to the Raiders though, as far as the, the team goes, it started off shaky, bro. I mean, you yeah. had Carr that threw that he, he threw that pick. They punted off right off the bat. And then he threw that pick for that pick 6 mm M-hmm,
0: Put the uh, yeah, dolphins are up 14, nothing. And then you and know then I turn over up, on
1: downs on, on Las Vegas 25-yard yeah. line. All you yeah. had to do is get one yard.
0: And I'm going to have over 150 points in fantasy. Today. Nobody cares Not sure if I told you: seriously. That. Oh, oh we're still talking Vegas.
1: Okay. Yes.: And then, from Vegas standpoint, then you're like, uh oh 14, nothing. Here we go. Are they going to be able to come back? Well, they come back a little bit strong. Did you see the safety play? Yeah, I did.
0: Did you actually see that play? That, a, that looked like a page out of the Chicago that's a Bears. Bears book. That's a Bears play. Dude. <laughs> to throw, he's like, all right, we're in the end zone. So what are we going to do? Let's call a receiver screen and make sure he's four yards deep into the end zone. So, I mean, seriously, who calls that freaking play? Well, Who does that? I mean, that's just that. Oh, God.
1: These... And then, boom, tough acting. Yeah. <laughs> Tenacton. safety baby. safety too then they get a field goal that's 14 5 you're like oh well you know you can start feeling the momentum second mm-hmm. quarter uh miami punts vegas goes uh 10 plays 76 yards for a touchdown to ingold and now you're like all right 14 12 here we go and then how do you miss um they go 41 yards. I don't know. So it looks like they missed a field goal for Miami. They punt. Then here comes Derek Carr again, as you said. Got to believe in Derek Carr. He he was having a great game besides the interception for the touchdown. So basically he threw for quite a few, more than we thought, right? <laughs> threw one to the no. defensive player. And then Renf- Renford, or Renfro, excuse me, Renfro. what 12-yard catch for a touchdown? That, yeah, Hunter Renfro. That that's a guy you may want to have on your fantasy team because he he gets from both ends. Like he'll do offensively, and then he'll run back uh, punts and kickoffs and stuff like that. So you get like a double double dip there. And then you get yeah, another and, and, and car.
0: Car likes him too. So I think that's you know that when you talk about getting somebody, you want somebody who you know they want to um, you know becomes their guy becomes their go-to and they start finding him in games and and Renfro certainly is starting to become a favorite target of, of his.
1: Absolutely. Ruggs had seven targets. Renfro had six. And of course, Waller had seven um, Mm -hmm. targets, but you know, they respectively uh, Brian Edwards had the most uh, yards at 89 and then rugs for 78 Renfro for 77 and Waller for 54. And you go on, go forth, but Hey, Give it up for Peyton Barber, man. He stepped up today. Uh, Josh Jacobs was on the IR, or not on the IR, was was questionable today. He, he was not a go. And, you know, once again, and I say this a lot, and, you know, I want you know, those next fans. Man up. Yeah, next man up. Mentality. Next man up. I know you love saying that shit. I do love it because, you know what, it's, it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see. Well, the Raiders tried to give the game
0: away late, right? I mean, they, they had the momentum. They had the nice long touchdown drive, for The you know,
1: yeah, they were up 25-14, the, the right? right. The Going Dolphins into the did fourth. kick a
0: Right, they did kick a field and you thought, okay, whatever. But, you know, Carr just settled down. And then, of course, they had that three and out, and then the other three and out. And, you know, then, of course, you know, Miami comes back with that long touchdown drive, which, again, um, you look at that fourth, I think it was fourth and 20, or third and 20, fourth and 20, and bris- 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 Brisket, <laughs> Brisc- Jacoby Brisket or Brissette, whatever frick his name is. Yeah. Hits a tight end, Gasecki, on an unbelievable catch. I mean, just kind of stretched out and made a play. Play of the drive, um, no question. And that's what you think.
1: This was an overtime, right? That, that was the, that may have been the one in overtime. Yeah, that was the one in overtime. Yeah, where they had to get, yeah, they had because to get the field goal range. Here, the here's maybe. what Miami had to do. They were down by eight. And they ended up scoring with three seconds left of the game. And then they had with three seconds left, they had to throw uh have a two pointer convert. Yeah, they had to have two point conversion, yep. And they converted it. You should have heard the I was listening to the uh, Las Vegas announcer. Local guys, yeah. Yeah, and he's just like, Oh, and they got the two points, the game is tied. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, well, I'm surprised you let them all the way down there, to be honest with you. I'm surprised you gave them the opportunity. I mean, surprisingly and interesting enough, the the Las Vegas Raiders defense isn't terrible. I mean, you know, they're giving up 28, but they're not that bad. They're not as bad as they were like last year or the year before. They look a lot better now. But you're absolutely right. In overtime, man, I mean, uh, Vegas scores a field goal. They couldn't punch it in with the touchdown. But you needed – you were fourth and 20, and you were on – like I said, I had mentioned this, you were on your 20-yard line and you – you, just a dart to, was it Gillespie? Gillespie? Who was that? Gusecki. The, Gusecki. Just a dart to that guy. Yeah. And out pass. of bounds. And he goes out of bounds, saving time. And they've got to kick a 50 yarder. What's funny is I dumped Sanders. I dumped him this week. I don't know what I was. I guess it was a good thing he did miss a field goal. So I guess I'm okay with that. But uh then you needed uh Carlson to come in with no with zero with 3 seconds left to kick a 22 yarder and it's good. Game over. Vegas is 3 and 0. Miami Dolphins 1 and 2. You know, I've been hearing some rumor out there, T-Dog, what's your thoughts on this? Um cuz Double T's got those rib injuries. We don't know when he's going to be back. Mm-hmm. The, there is interest. That uh, Watson might go to Miami pending obviously investigations and if he's willing, if he's able to play right away. They would be willing to take that risk and bring him on board. How do you feel about getting, do you, you'd have to get rid of double T. You'd have to dump him. You couldn't keep him as a backup, could you? I mean, I guess you could. He is relatively a
0: rookie. You could, but what's Houston, Houston's going to ask for in return? They're not going to ask for Jacoby Brissett, so they're probably going to ask for Tuggle Viola. Viola.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, assuming his injury is not that that you know that bad. I mean, I don't know yeah. that that's a trade I would necessarily make unless they're giving me a, a a just a treasure chest of
1: picks. Yeah, and does that? The other question is, does that? make Miami a contending team if he's back without the issues?
0: Not, not unless the defense gets better. I mean, defensively, which I thought this team was going to be better defensively this year, but they're struggling on that side of the ball. Um, They're not doing a good job stopping the run, which is something that, you know, over the past several years, defensively, they've been good at. So no, I don't think him coming in there is going to make that team, you know, any more competitive I think it's the Bills division to lose as it is. And I think there's way too many um, good teams in the AFC right now. I mean, you look at the North and you've got the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns all compare. I mean, the, the Steelers, which, you know, they're one and two right now, and they're the rest of those teams are two and one. They're going to be battling, obviously, each other and beating the hell out of each other. But those are three good football teams Yeah, there in the AFC North. And, you know, Tennessee um, obviously is is kind of the – of the South, here's the thing: if I give you, if I were to tell you at the beginning of the season, I'm going to give you a million dollars if you can name me the correct teams in the AFC West. Two of them are three and O, one of them is two and one, and one of them is one and two. Do you think you'd be get it right that the Raiders and the Broncos are three and O, the Chargers are two and one, and the Chiefs are one and two? No. No way. Right. I mean, so it's just it's it's been kind of a crazy season. I mean, you just look at some, I mean, obviously there's teams that we figured were gonna be doing well. The Cardinals are for real. The Rams are for real. And Matthew Stafford, dude, as much as you know, I that how can you not like that guy? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not I was never a like a Stafford hater, even though he was in our division. Um, you know, he's a tough as nails quarterback. Yeah right and he is definitely a team first i'm i'm going fi- to i am going to will you to a win if i can right so he's definitely got that on his resume yeah um but good for him right rams are doing well cardinals are doing well niners unfortunately they lost uh, just now but still a good football team we talked about this last week the west for both the nfc and the afc there's some good football teams out there
1: i wouldn't um, i would not have pegged well i mean no, I wouldn't I mean, have pegged denver as 3 and 0
0: Probably Raiders. You probably would have said, "Yeah, the Chargers." Well, definitely the Chiefs are three and zero. Definitely the Chiefs. Who's the other three and zero team? Uh, you know what? I guess it would probably be the Raiders, not the Chargers. Um,
1: yeah. We, and
0: you know what I mean. And yeah. so you just—that's just weird. It's just the way it is. I mean, the and the Broncos are doing. The Broncos are doing it obviously defensively. It's not as if they've. Um, you know they don't. They're not lighting it up on the offensive side of the, the side of the football. There's no question about that. Have they really played anybody? No. You know they beat the Giants, they beat the Jaguars, and now they beat the Jets. Three pretty shitty teams. Oh yeah. So it's not as if yeah. But they beat the Giants on the road. Then they had to go on the road to Jacksonville. You know the first. I think that was Jacksonville's first home game yep. with Trevor Lawrence and blah blah blah. So yeah, they beat some shitty teams and the, and now it's no more cupcakes. Right. They got to play the Ravens and then the Steelers on the road and then they got the Raiders or at the Browns this this team could easily be shit three and six before they go into that Eagles game in the middle of November right so yeah. but again you still wouldn't have guessed it wouldn't have guessed the Broncos would have been three and0 oh and the chiefs would have been one and two you know? oh
1: no and I don't know if you would I don't know if you would have had Cincinnati at two and one right now either the AFC north yeah, two and one I Ravens mean- two and one and Cleveland two and one I don't know if you would have Cincinnati in that mix as Burroughs coming off of an injury, you know, you just don't know. And the other three and O team playing so good last year. Would you know what I mean? Would you have Carolinas three and O so far after week three?
0: I I certainly wouldn't. I don't I'm sure if I went back and looked to see like when we went back and did picks that, you know, I didn't have Carolina in that space. But there's another and there's another thing. I mean, look at look at Sam Darnold. Good for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. here here's a guy who was pretty much just chastised in and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, but it's kind of like you're looking at Nagy not being able to really get quarter. I mean, maybe the Jets were just not that good at at getting a quarterback where he needed to be. And now Sam Darnold is seeing that same success in Carolina. Um you know, in Carolina now granted again I mean it's you beat the Texans you whoop do <laughs> but still it wins a win it's tough to win in the NFL well
1: um, he wasn't getting it with the Jets even if no. the Jets team was playing Carolina I mean the uh, Texans
0: well he beat the Jets that was his first win in the year Correct. first win is as, as a Panther and then they beat the Saints which you know again the Saints beat the hell out of the Packers but I don't think the Saints I think that was a mirage oh, the really Saints do. won today. Yeah, but I don't think they're a good football team. I really don't. I mean, they, they beat New England, I think, you know, which I, I'm surprised. I mean, I thought New England would have pulled that out at home. Um, but again, some of these some of these teams, you start seeing, what you know, what they've got coming up. I mean, the Panthers got to travel to Dallas next week. You know, they do host the Eagles, which is a winnable game, but then they've got Minnesota who's starting to get hot. They've got the Giants on the road, the Falcons on the road. So they've got some kind of, cupcakes on their schedule so the panthers realistically could compete right they don't really you know the second half of the season it starts getting a little tricky you got arizona you got washington they have to play tampa bay yeah twice right they gotta play they still gotta play the buccaneers twice this season i think they got a road game against buffalo so that's going to be the real test they're starting to come similar to the bears last year right they start 3-0 last year Everybody, they, I think they were five and one at one point before the wheels came off. Yeah, five and and one. Eventually, eventually came back and made the playoffs. We all know the story on that. Um, and you know, not to necessarily go back to the Bears, but you know, I saw people saying like last year when Bill Lazor took over the play calling, and you remember they had a terrible game against the Vikings. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't even break 150 yards. Uh, but offensively down the stretch, they did play better. They actually had four straight games of at least thirty points, which was the first time in, I don't know, 20, 30 years or whatever the hell it was. Um but then shortly after the season is over, they Nagy comes in and says, I'm taking play calling back. Really? Should you? Should you have should he have done that? Probably not.
1: No, probably so. not. I know well, we're beating up on Naggie enough. But well, let's whatever. throw out some some notable games. Um Arizona does beat up on Jacksonville 31 19. Buffalo crushes Washington 43 21. Denver over the Jets, 26 to zip. Um I that doesn't really surprise me. Um Las Vegas, we said are 31 28. Minnesota 30 to 17 over Seattle. Tampa Bay loses by 10, 34 to 24 against the Rams and then San Francisco in an upset. I don't know about an upset, but definitely in a in a nail biter. Green Bay, you know, gets the win. Boom. Uh, he just left way too much time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers
0: unfortunately. Absolutely.
1: But I I think the the shocker um uh so far this week, I'm going to have to say Chargers over KC, especially on the road for the Chargers. Yeah. That's the upset.
0: <laughs> I knew there was a big upset today, and I don't know why the hell I couldn't. Yeah. We literally just got done talking about Kansas City, but yeah, that was that was definitely a um, a big one, right? I mean, the Chargers going in there on the road, noisy KC. Yeah, uh, you know, Mahomes had some mistakes today. He threw a couple of picks. I know turnovers really killed the Chiefs today. Um, you know, other typically your reliable guys, Tyreek Hill had a fumble that that they lost. Um, Edwards Hilaire also I mean he had a big game but he also fumbled today. He had the two interceptions. It was just not a good day and for Herbert to come out there and play the way he played. He was he was crisp and for you know he had to be because they could not run the ball. Yeah, That's the one thing the Chiefs appeared to have game planned to shut down any opportunity and say Justin Herbert, second year man, we're going to make you beat us and he, did. And he did. You know, did. He didn't he didn't make any mistakes. He was yeah. poised um, you know, Kansas City right, threw for four touchdowns.
1: I mean, come on, yeah.
0: And you know, Kansas City just couldn't create any pressure up front, and uh, so it was definitely a, a big, a big win, big upset win for them, no question. Well,
1: going after, you know, saying, hey, you're not going to be able to run against our team. Eckler had 11 carries for 55 yards, but what really hurt him was that they also allowed him to have. He had six catches for 52 yards, so he had 100 yards in in total offense and a touchdown. So, uh, you know. Good, good job because uh, I know I had Kelsey and he got points for my guy. But at the end of the day, it's nice to see Kansas City take a little bit of a hit. But I don't know if we would see him at one and two at the beginning of this year, um, and the Chargers being at two and one. Though I do like Herbert, I really do. I think he's he's going to be an up and coming superstar in this league, and uh, we're gonna we're actually going to see some really good football out of him. Uh, just a couple other games to uh, mention. Tennessee over Indiana, 25-16. to 16. Carolina over Houston, 24-9. And uh, Monday night's game, T. It's uh, going to be in your hometown of Dallas. Uh, they are playing uh, Philadelphia. It's going to be 1-1 one one against 1-1 one and one Dallas. Who comes out? I think Dallas is going to pull this one off at home. I expect
0: big, game, big things from Dak Prescott. I think Amari Cooper is going to come out and have a big game um and Ezekiel Elliott he's got he's got to show up right i mean yeah and i think you know Brando your your boy there is going to hope he has since he has him on his fantasy team but i think he's got to figure out a way they the, the cowboys got to figure out a way to really get him to take off he needs a good um a good showing a lot of carries i think they're going to see you're going to see a very healthy dose of Ezekiel Elliott on monday night um, and they're going to be satisfied if they can get him in the range of 20 to 25 carries, uh, you know, for 100, 115 yards, something like that. I think that's what they're they're going to be looking for. So, But I think the Cowboys pull it off.
1: Uh, do you have a score for
0: that game? Um, 37 to 1.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ditka? Ditka. Well, Eagles, you know, uh, hurt. It really has. He still has to prove himself. I don't think the team is quite there yet, as far as where they need to be. Cowboys with Dak Prescott just, you know, look awesome, and especially when Dak has the opportunity to pass, uh, f- some of those uh, balls to Amari Cooper or uh, what's that other guy, D somebody, right? C D Lamb. C D Lamb. Thank you. Um, you're absolutely right, though. D somebody. Seriously, bro. Well, he's against me in fantasy, so I just want to <laughs> throw it out there. But you're absolutely right. Ezekiel Elliott does have to average around 97 career yards in prime time. That's what he does. He, he's a prime time player, bro. Ezekiel Elliott, you better show up because prime you, time. your prime time is 97 career rushing yards in prime time, the most by any player since the 1970 merger. Just saying. There you go. Just saying. Well, I know we're about to ready
0: to wrap it up, but next week, as I mentioned, I will be at the Bears game. Bears-Lions. Um, my first time at a Bears game in quite some time. I mean, shit. Uh, we didn't have any Bears games last year. Yeah. So I'm looking forward, looking forward to that, going with the boys up to the Bears game. Um, we've got a couple of pretty decent games next week. Uh Raiders are at the Chargers on Monday night, so that's going to be a fun game. Right? Yeah,
1: that's going to be great. Yep.
0: Um, Tom Brady returns to New England for the first time since joining Tampa Bay, so he's going to be in New England on Sunday night. And, but the game of the week has got to be Arizona at the, at the Rams. Two teams undefeated, really two probably main contenders in the NFC, to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. The Rams, the Cardinals, you know, obviously the Buccaneers are going to be in that conversation, but that could very well be a preview of the NFC championship game. So that's going to be a big one next week.
1: Yeah, there's going to be some, no doubt about it there, T-Dog. Rock and roll. There's going to be some decent, decent games, but just one little side note. I know we've been talking uh, NHL this whole time, or NFL this whole time, but I do want to say, uh, the opening season uh, preseason for the NHL has started, and it opened up tonight. Uh, just a couple of quick scores: San Jose is whipping VGK's butt by the end of the second, three to one. Florida's over Nashville, and might I add, the Seattle Kraken. T dog, <laughs> actually, uh, I believe they, I believe they, they're playing right now. They are. Release the correct. They did win. They they did win 5 3. They beat the Canucks. So I know it's preseason. We've got about three or four more preseason games to go. Some of the interesting things to keep your eye out on is Flurry in Chicago and uh, Dubnik up in Vancouver, I believe, is where he ended up going. So there's going to be some really interesting NHL stuff coming out, which I'm excited to start talking about uh, besides the NFL, which we know the NFL does rock the cash bar. But the rock the what the, the cash, cash bar, bar? Yeah, yeah 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 the cash bar
0: oh no you know Steve's gonna freaking rip
1: on you for that one it's the Casbah first of all I, it's not the cash I, bar I, yeah well that I'm <laughs> I don't I'm not talking about the song does that be a Make copyright sure of that one that be a copyright infringement right there my friend oh great am I gonna get sued now <laughs> you might be but I'll tell you this though it's Dope. been it's hey hey here's the one thing though. What T-Dog is saying, everyone, Everyone, uh, T-Dog is saying that he's not going to be on next week's podcast.
0: No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I'm going to call in live on the podcast. How about that? <laughs> of course, I'll be three sheets to the
1: wind after coming back from the Bears game. But I hope you do call in live because there's no better way of having a podcast unless you have the T-Dog on the podcast my friends you have been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com don't forget to like, share and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Potato podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening, folks. Just like to tell you folks, good luck. We're all counting on you.